What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode five of On the Edge with Slash. That's the man right there, Cordell Slash Stewart. I'm Joe Serralo, just here to help move things along. We got a lot to get into today. We're talking Russ. We're talking quarterback controversy. Russ Wilson got his payday, and some people aren't happy about it. We're going to dive into that. We're going to dive into week one, the Bills and the Rams kickoff tonight. I can't wait for that game. We can't wait for the season. In fact, we're going to pick every week one game. Slash and I are going to go through all 16, give them a win, give them a loss. But Slash, let's dive in, baby. How you doing today? I'm good, brother. I can't complain at all, man. A lot of great football. I'm glad the season is finally around the corner. Uh, we get a chance to watch this thing tonight, man. And um, that's going to be a good one. I think this can be a kind of like the prelims to what we can anticipate when it comes down to the Super Bowl this season. Um, why not? I mean, these are two viable teams in the National Football League that are hitting on all cylinders. And, and to sit here and say that that couldn't be a great Super Bowl, I think we'll all be cheating ourselves. I mean, Bills Rams, it's a Super Bowl I'd love to see down in Scottsdale in February, man. It's going to be a great matchup. Von Miller returning to the team he won a ring with last year. We're going to dive into all that. But, you know, Cordell, I I want to start with Russ Wilson because we spent a good chunk of last week's episode, last show we did together, talking about him. The contract was breaking news at the time. But since then, in the past week, some people are not happy about the contract. Some people are complaining about the contract, questioning whether or not he's worth it. So a week later, a week removed from him getting his payday, what are your thoughts on the deal and how people have reacted to it? Well, here's, here's the thing for me. The question is, is he's worthy of that type of a deal? My answer is yes to any quarterback that get their money. You know, I'm not going to put my mouth on somebody's pockets, if you will, in lamest terms. I mean, when it's your time and you're up, you take advantage of the opportunity, seize the moment, secure it, or as your position is concerned, but most importantly, your family's opportunity for its legacy is concerned. Now, if we look at the body of work of Russell Wilson, sure, he came into the league with a team that was stacked on the defensive side of the football. They consider themselves as the Legion of Boom. Second to none, the best secondary in the National Football League at the time, to also the best front seven in the game. Went to the championship two times in a row. Uh, People are going to ask the question, was it the defense that caused it to happen? But we're forgetting, Russell Wilson was actually playing some very good, some adequate football enough to help him get to a championship. Some's going to say in that first NFC championship game that they had against the Carolina Panthers, I think he turned the ball over four times, but they still end up making it to the championship game. Mm -hmm. That's why you call it a team. That's why you call it a game that requires for every player on the team to actually play their part. It's not always about the quarterback all the time. It's more about the team and are they able to do it? I think the man is very worthy. Let's just look at some of the stuff that he's done over the time, over the 10 year span, the early stages of his career in his first 10 years, he was considered as one of the most winningest coach players in the national football league. There's only one guy ahead of him in the first decade of their career where they've had one game more than Russell Wilson. That's Peyton Manning at 105. Russell Wilson, 104. Injured in one of those games the way he could at least tied it. But let's just, let's just call it what it is. The guy is a winner. He gets it done. And then look at the pieces he's had around him. The time in which he really had a tremendous amount of success as a team, not just as a player, as a team. The Legion of Boom and Marshawn Lynch in the backfield. After that, it became the Russell Wilson show. That's when they start calling him dangerous. 
And let Russ right? cook and all that. And let him cook, right? Because he was the only one that was able to get out and really make some noise, go on a road, get some healthy wins, play very good at home because of the 12th man, as we like to, 12th man, as we like to call it. But look at the receiving core that he had because he, we know he can move around well with his feet. But let's look at the receiving core. All due respect to all the receivers that he had. But let's name just a few names that we can arguably say were impactful players. Mm-hmm. Doug Baldwin. He was no great. one's going to deny. He was excellent. How about Tyler Lockett? Man's Adequate got receiver. Oh, come on, man. Man's got wheels. Man's got blazing speed, great hands. Love Lockett, love Baldwin. But there's a bit of a drop off after those two. Well, there isn't. Let's go to DK Metcalf. Okay. Then he falls into the game. And then all of a sudden, he takes it to another level. But there were some injuries involved to where he couldn't get the entire time. But those are three names that we can sit here and say that he had to throw to. The running back position by committee, that was a new thing every single year. Mm -hmm. Defensively, it was safety by committee. It was corner by committee. It was linebackers by committee. It was defensive linemen by committee. There was nothing that was a stick and stay situation to help Russell Wilson as he's gotten in his first couple of years of going when he had a chance to go to a championship. He didn't have that help later. That's why they start calling him Danger Rush because you just let him have to do what he did. And yeah. he, be- he ended up becoming, in the first decade of his career, one of the most, if not the most, winningest quarterback of all time in his first 10 years. And again, the one player that beat him is Peyton Manning by going 105 as opposed to 104. Yeah, I mean, you're talking a marginal difference right there. Russ, and also, Russ had two fewer games than Peyton in those first 10 years. I mean, I would say the only guy with a more impressive first 10 years is Tom Brady. Because he had 97 wins, but played 30 less games. I mean, well, and, he, and he's is. the GOAT. And, and right there, yeah. you're, I mean, you're comparing Russell Wilson right there to two guys, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, who can easily be considered the best and second best quarterbacks of all time. So what's the debate about? Right? Well, I mean. Right. Right. I mean, just think about it for a second. Anytime a player, Matt Ryan, Andrew Luck, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, Give me the obvious one. Give me the obvious one. I mean, we got the Aaron Rodgers of the world. Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers, just think of his career. We all like to say he's arguably, if not the best, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. That's Dan Marino going back to his second season that he played. He had 5,000 yards passing and 48 yards, 48 touchdowns thrown. That was beyond conversation in an era where they had a fullback playing it. We remember Rathman. You remember Rathman used to play for the 49ers? Those fullback, fullbacks. what's that? I had, uh, uh, yeah. I'm 24 years old. What the hell's a fullback, Cordell? I had, I had Danny Crowder. I had John Whitman, right? I mean, I had all these guys that, that, that were fullbacks, that were very good fullbacks, and the games derived around two receivers, a tight end, tailback, and a fullback. Four wide receivers, when I came in the National Football League in 1995, was almost like – you know, you're trying to find ways to win the game because you have to throw the ball every down. I don't well, think the Steelers they, even, I don't think they had four on the roster. I think they said, oh, you want four <laughs> Cordell? You get out there, you play wide out slash. Well, actually I was five. I was five. We had, <laughs> but, but we brought five to the table. Yeah. You know, my, my, my first year in the National Football League. So Dan Marino was doing this stuff way back when. That's to me, and he has no Super Bowls. But his numbers still stand the test of time when it comes to a system in this game today that derives around the spread offense. Now, what are we talking about? We're talking about greatness, right? 
we're talking about guys that are just really, really good players, great players. Some that won championships, some didn't. But when you call them the GOAT, let's look at GOAT. Who we think of? Uh, we Tom come back and say Joe Montana, Tom Brady, Joe Montana. Um, Peyton. We, we could say Peyton falls into the GOAT category. I mean, uh, his nemesis, MVP. but his in his nemesis was Tom Brady. Yeah. He could not get past Tom Brady nah. to save his soul. He was considered at one time as the greatest regular season quarterback in the history of the game for many years until he got over the hump of finally getting that chance to beat Tom Brady. And then he went on his run to get one in Indy, which he still was a great quarterback. It's just that was the narrative. Mm-hmm. You beat, you win in Indy, and then you get a chance to go to Denver. And you get a chance to win. I think in his first year, they went to a Super Bowl, lost to Seattle. Lost to I think it was. Lost to lost Russ. Lost to Another one. There it is. By the way, too, I mean, look, people want to – and the defense was amazing in that game, right? Seattle's defense held yeah. Peyton. Peyton was setting all mm-hmm. records that year. He set the record for single-season yards, record for single-season touchdowns. He was yep. amazing, and the defense held him to eight points. That was phenomenal. But they also scored 43. And Russ Stole was the quarterback. Russ was the catalyst who led them to 43 I'm points. I'm just <laughs> saying, Joe – Work with me here. When when I hear people question, you know, maybe it's the Walton family that's entrepreneurs, they own Walmart, and they may think only thing they know how to do is just do corporate business, mm. right? But Russell Wilson has put in work, and I mean, that's a slap in the face of that family that knows how to do business. I mean, come on. They, they have to sit down with the powers that be, the committee they have in place there with the organization in Denver to figure out what's the best place for Russell Wilson. They gave him a $1 million less than what they're giving Aaron Rodgers, which is $50 million a year. Mm. And this, Aaron, and then you have Russell Wilson who's getting 49 per, 165 of it guaranteed. But this guy has gone to two Super Bowls. He's won more games in the first decade. Let's just say one less than Peyton Manning at first. Beat him also in the Super Bowl, right? He's gone to another one, came down to one play. I think it was a bonehead call by Pete Carroll. 100%. He should have ran the football. 100%. Give it, give it. Give it to my man Marshawn Lynch in the backfield to where we don't make Butler look like a genius to make a play like he's been studying all week. Let's just give the ball to the guy on the one yard plus. I can't get it out. I'm sorry. You're on a plus one yard line and you can't get it in. All I'm saying is this. Russell Wilson. What is it? Matt Flynn. I think that he came Mm -hmm. in that went to LSU. They got a big contract. The year 25. Aaron Rodgers old backup. Matt Flynn. Matter of fact, Matt Flynn had a phenomenal game against the Detroit Lions last year in Green Bay. So good to the point where one game, so good to where he goes into he goes into to Seattle. He gets a lucrative deal, I think a five-year, $25 million deal. Then all of a sudden, here comes Russell Wilson. He plays in the preseason. He never goes to the bench again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to, to me, at the end of the day, you know, we have to figure out what do we consider as a very good quarterback or player or even what a GOAT is. Because with people saying Aaron Rodgers is a GOAT, let's look at the players that he's had over his time. Let's talk receivers, right? Okay. He's a mobile quarterback, just like Russell Wilson. Let's talk about the receivers. Let's because I gave you three with – I talked three with, 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 with the Seattle Seahawks, with Doug Baldwin, Tyler Lockett, and also DK Metcalf. That, those are – And, and, and real, real quick, Slash, when it comes to DK Metcalf, Russ only had him for like two, three years. I mean, it's not, it's not even like he had him for, you know, seven, eight years. So that's Boom. like, so that's three guys. It's like two and a half guys, really, because he barely had two and a half guys. That guy, but, I mean, but, the guy who, was really fast. Who'd Rodgers have? Rodgers, Jordy Nelson, 
One of the we best route runners in the game. Greg Jennings. Stud. Donald Driver. Wide receiver one with Favre all those years. Didn't he win a Super Bowl with Donald Driver when he first became a starter in Rodgers? He did. He did against, against your Steelers. Devontae Adams, who we know just left there to go to the Raiders. Yes, sir. And he's now back with his, his friend again, uh, uh, Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. What about the young Randall Cobb? Not the old Randall Cobb. The young Randall Cobb. He had wheels, man. All right. What about Jermichael Finley? He was one of the best receiving tight ends in the game before all those concussions hit. And how about this guy? Some people are like, who are you talking about? This guy, James Jones, 14 touchdowns in 2012, which led the league mm-hmm. in 2012. So I just gave you one, two, three, four. I gave seven you guys. seven bona fide starters, let alone top-notch receivers in the National Football League. And all I gave you is three hardworking receivers. Guys made a name for themselves, working with Dangerous and, and, and made some magic happen. I mean... Everybody liked to say Aaron Rodgers played with less. He did more with less, but he had the pieces around him that really gave him the opportunity to get it done. Let's just go back even to a time after winning the Super Bowl. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think they went 15 and one and they end up losing to the Giants, your Giants, your Giants. You're you're talking, you're talking sweet music to my ears right here. 15 and one the year after they beat your Steelers in the Super Bowl. And then they get the one seed. The Giants got to go there, not even in the conference championship, in the divisional round. They opened up a can of whoop-ass on them, Cordell. 37-20. Oh. against the 15-win Packers. And all I'm saying is all this dangerous has done is all he did was win, 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 no matter what. Mm-hmm. He didn't have mm-hmm. these pieces. He had so much interchanging chairs, interchangeable chairs, to the point where secondary players were missing, linebackers were missing, linemen were missing. You know, you're bringing in new players for a day or two. I'm just saying the guy had to play, to me, with less. More of his career than what Aaron Rodgers had. And here's a player that's not getting, he does does not have the biggest contract in the game. All he's being given is the number that, in his time, in his moment, he deserves to get. But I think the body of work that Dangerous has put into in this game, going to two Super Bowls, you can't win them all. Ben Roethlisberger's won two and lost one. Aaron Rodgers just gone to one. Yeah. He's lost what he's one in four in the NFC Championship games. One in four. You know? He's been to five. Mm-hmm. He's been to five. He's won. He's lost four and only went, went to one Super Bowl and won that one. And so what I'm saying is it's, we have to be mindful when we question does a person deserve it or apply pressure to say, well, is he going to make it to the playoffs? We're not saying that about Aaron Rodgers, and he has the biggest deal of any quarterback in the National Football League. We haven't said it one time. We're questioning GMs. We're questioning head coaches' decisions. We're not talking about decisions that are made on the football field. So for me, when I look at this, dangerous to me deserves every single penny, and he's enjoying it there in Denver. Now, mind you, he has to come out and perform. Yeah. He has to come out and do his – he has Jerry Judy out there. Don't get it wrong, okay? He has – who has it? Was it K.J. Handler? K.J. He Handler. Yeah. Cortland Handler, Sutton. Handler. Sutton's a thousand-yard guy in that group. He's got, he's got three good targets out there. Got a stout defense, okay? He has a stout defense similar to the same, let's just say, blueprint to what he had in Seattle, similar? Maybe in a sense. maybe not quite the secondary. Oh, they're safeties. I love those safeties in Denver. Kareem Jackson and, and, and Justin Simmons. 
Corners and may corners. not be quite to the level they were at, but how about the pass rush? Might have a better pass rush, Chubb and Gregory. Yeah. That's, that's a I'm damn all, good defense in Denver. Uh, all I'm saying is, <clears throat> while people are question, questioning dangerous, I say they have enough to make noise out there in the West in the AFC. It's not going to be easy for the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be easy for the Raiders with Devontae Adams and Derek Carr teaming up again and Josh McDaniel being the head coach, actually being able to come out. And we've seen what he's done with quarterbacks over his career, whether it's with Tom Brady and even Tim Tebow for the sake of conversation <laughs> in Denver, even yeah. though he played the last five minutes better than most of the time in which he played in games and won games and beat my Steelers in the playoffs. Okay. I mean, Ryan Clark wasn't playing because of his illness and playing in the altitude. He couldn't play in that game. So they were out, they were out, with one of their great players, but give him the credit. He got it done. And man, Demarius Thomas, rest in peace. He was one of the best, oof, the wheels that he had. He was, yes, he was the one who caught the slant that was thrown and took it to the house to beat Mm -hmm. the Steelers in overtime. So uh, when you look at this, I can honestly say that the Raiders have a great chance, but do not sleep on the Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson. I think some may apply more pressure on him because of the numbers that he's received for as far as his money at the currency is concerned in his pockets. But they're not going to praise all of the work that he's put into, in my opinion, with what he's done in his first 10 years. They're going to talk about the defense, what they meant to him, whether it were they the catalyst to their success. Most will say yes. I will argue and say yes too. I will say that. I mean, a, a solid quarterback needs a great defense. Okay, I mean, the year's been Roethlisberger run. One had a chance to win. He had great defenses. Joe Montana, he had great defenses. Giants Troy against Edmund, the Pats. Phil Sims, he had great defense. Yeah. Eli Manning, when they got healthy, when the first year they had a chance to go to the Super Bowl, they had to go on the road to play Tampa Bay on the road. All their games were played on the road. What they end up doing? They end up playing great. They yeah. went on, end up going to Phoenix, end up beating Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, you know, all teams – that have opportunities to make it to a Super Bowl end up having very good defense. The only team that we could say over the years that weren't great defenses for this quarterback, that's Tom Brady. That's the only guy. I mean, there were good defenses, but I think the way he played the game, because he ended up having the ball last in most of those games, mm-hmm. if you will. The one that I remember, I remember most where he may have not had it last was against the Giants. Uh, when we had the, the catch caught on the head over Rodney Harrison that was stuck to the helmet. And, and, um, I think, was, no, and I think he did have it with about – no, he had it with about a minute to go. He had it with a minute. Yes, Black, he ended Blackstick up – Blackstick caught that touchdown in the corner with like 50 seconds or a minute to go. So he, yes, he had but, it. He didn't have a lot of time, but he had it, yeah. Yes, but Tom Brady was actually watching from the bench, correct me if I'm wrong, more, more or less than anything else. Tom Brady – to me has done more with less on offense and he is considered as the goat. Yeah. He didn't have all these Jordy Nelsons and Greg Jennings and Donald drivers and Devontae. Only time he's had really greatness and they lost the Super Bowl against the Giants when we had Randy Moss. Randy. Yeah, man. Yeah. That was the, that was the time in which he lost against Eli Manning. No, 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 no. He's had, he's had Gronk and he's had Aaron Hernandez who despite all the terrible things he did was a generational talent. Give me some, give me some more. But you look at guys like Julian Edelman, and people want to make the case, is Julian Edelman a Hall of Famer? Get the hell out of here with that case. Julian Edelman would have been a number three receiver, would have probably been irrelevant if he played on 29 different teams in the NFL. 
I mean, the work that Wes Welker did when he was in Miami to then bring that to New England Mm -hmm. has allowed uh, many players in that position, Edelman as one of them. Amendola. Amendola to play in the slot, to be able to catch those long handoffs is what we like to call them, right? (laughs) Because it's just a, it's a deacon and dunk pass. It's nothing elaborate. Per se, it's the, it's it's the clean them up plays where you're getting five to ten yards, keeping the chains moving, moving, getting us in the red zone. Bless his soul, get Hernandez the ball down the seam with matchup issues to Gronkowski going down the seam uh, with matchup issues in the red zone, which is where he was very very good. Oh yeah, Rob Gronkowski. Um, again, this goes back to when we start saying who who are the goats of the game. Yeah, we gave you a couple players for Tom Brady. We know he's the GOAT. Yeah. We've gave you a total of seven-plus players that we didn't mention for Aaron Rodgers. And we're not talking nothing about playoffs. We're not make, All we're doing is anointing him to be the GOAT. But we're questioning Russell Wilson, dangerous, who's gotten the most done in the first 10 years of his career than any other quarterback other than Peyton Manning, who had one more win than Russell Wilson. That's 105 to 104. And he's gone to two Super Bowls, but we want to say the reason that he went was because of the defense, not because of his play, which I think caused him, not I think, but I know caused him to get his 245 and 165 of a guarantee mm-hmm. in his pocket with he and his he and his beautiful family that he has. Yeah, you know, look, and, and I, think just also, I think also with Russ, what you have to give him credit for, right, is that this is not only a guy who commanded the field as a top-tier quarterback, but, like, you look at him, you look at Rodgers, you look at the mobility. Right. Russ, not only does, you know, he find these receivers like you look at a guy like Jermaine Curse, right? Jermaine Curse, people might say, well, you guys didn't mention him. Jermaine Curse would have been a nobody without Russ Wilson. You know, he made that one incredible catch in the Super Bowl. Right. But Jermaine Curse, if it weren't for Russ, he's a nobody. You know, Russ got Jimmy Graham. We talked about Jermichael Finley at tight end. Russ got Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham was toast by the time he made it. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. His best years were in New Orleans, you know? And Russ, not only did he take these guys and make them better, the Jermaine Curses of the world, right? But Russ also, in his 10 years, he's run for 500. And I know you can appreciate this. He's run for 500 or more yards in five out of his 10 years. So the guy's taken more hits than Aaron Rodgers. The guy's taken more hits than most. The guy, it, he puts it all out there, and he still consistently, this past year was really the first time in his career that he didn't, he still wins games every damn year. So in other words, you're saying he's had to carry the team, is what you just said. I'm saying he's had to carry that offense. Absolutely. And, 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 and all I'm saying is this, the times in which he had success and went to a championship, it's not like for Russell Wilson, for me, it's not like Dangerous has to technically go out there because he's gotten this big deal and say it is Super Bowl or bust. No. This is this is his place to be as long as he, he said he wanted to play for 10 to 12 more years until he reached his 40s. I think he's, what, 33 years old right now? Yes, sir. I think it's his age. Yep. He's still young in today's quarterback's game today. Mm-hmm. In this game, my game, 33, you know, just think about when I was playing. 3,000 yards in the season was, was, was pretty freaking good. And at 33, right? you were burnt toast. See you later. And in 33, you were kind of, on your way out of the door, pretty much. You were considered as old. Well, right now you've got the Peyton Mannings, you have the Russell, you have the now you have Brady. Me, you have Brady. Let me I'm just thinking out loud. You had the Peyton Mannings of the world. Rogers okay, is about you 40. Aaron Rodgers, even for the sake of conversation. So Russell Wilson is just 33 years of age. 
what are we talking about here? What 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 is what is the challenge in this debate about is he worthy or is it is it because of the defense? Sure. I mean, come on. The time in which, and correct me, I'm trying to think of Sanders that played safety number 21 for the Indianapolis Colts the year that they went to the Super Bowl. Um, there was a time where Peyton Manning was throwing a boatload of interceptions when they had a chance to go. Uh, I think they had uh, a die, Joseph Adai was running mm-hmm. the ball then. They had to get it out of his hands to put into the running back's hands many times in the year in which Peyton Manning had a chance to win that Super Bowl. That defense was struggling because you had Sanders in the secondary, uh, their safety, that was hurt. He couldn't actually come out and play. So they had to start throwing the football because they couldn't get stops. Well, once he started, he started throwing the ball, they started turning it over. Then he had to start running the football more to create some balance to give them a chance to make a great run. This is not questioning Peyton Manning's because someone's going to be like, Who's, what is he talking about? <laughs> I'm not questioning Peyton Manning's resume, not whatsoever at all. I'm just saying from a scheme standpoint, you have to find other ways to win when it's not working for you. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson found other ways to win when it wasn't working for him. The defense was average at best at times, making plays, but wasn't able to get it done. The defense, the offense, they didn't have a running game that was consistent like they had when they had Marshawn Lynch. Not after and the receiving core, and the key in the receiving core. I just gave you three names that I think we all can remember. Tyler Lockett, DK, DK Metcalf, and also Doug Baldwin. We all can sit here and say those were vi- those were viable pieces for Russell Wilson to play with. But that's not in comparison to come on. Jordy Nelson, Greg Jennings, Donald Driver, Devontae Adams. Young Randall Cobb, Jamichael mm-hmm. Finley, and James Jones, who had 14 touchdowns in 2020, 2012, and led the National Football League with that. And what did they get out of it? So one in four in the NFC Championship game can cause you to ask some questions. When we start mentioning a term like GOAT, it could be arguably one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game, whether it's because he has a high percentage rate when it comes to his passer percentage, when it comes to being on the move and scrambling out of the pocket, we don't see that too much out of him anymore. He's more of a stationary quarterback now. He's not He's not utilizing his feet the way I would love to see him do it, which I think can really get him to the next level, especially in those games like NFC Championship games when your nerves mm-hmm. sometimes can, you know, desert you in a sense, right, to the point where you're having to rely on pressing. So why not use your legs sometimes? We're talking about, calling Aaron Rodgers to go. So, again, Aaron Rodgers is hands down one of the best quarterbacks to play the game. Let me get that out, all right? However, if we're going to ask, have an ask of a quarterback, it's time to start having that ask of Aaron Rodgers. Is this a bust year? Is this the year that he's going to go to a Super Bowl and compete to win it? You're one in four in the NFC Championship games. Why are we questioning... The, the guy who came out of Seattle that didn't have any help on offense when it comes down to balance, this is why we start giving him the name dangerous. But we want to question, is he going to get this team to a playoffs? You know what? I hope he gets them to the playoffs, to the AFC Championship game, let alone get them to a Super Bowl. And is that going to be enough to say he earned this 245, 165 guarantee? He doesn't need to do it because there's a lot of quarterbacks in the game today that have nothing but just numbers. They're just numbers guys. Right. Yeah. Matt Ryan, loving the death. He's a numbers guy. There's some people here in Atlanta that's talking about him actually going to the Hall of Fame. 
Do you think Matt Ryan is a Hall of Fame quarterback? I think there's an argument to be made because of the numbers. But at the end of the day, you know, if he won that Super Bowl, it's a no-brainer. He is. But because he didn't, because he didn't get the hardware, now, it, now it's a whole debate. It's a whole question. So Russell Wilson is a Hall of Fame quarterback? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Right. So, in my book, in my book, 1,000%. I don't hear too many people talking about it. Well, he's still They're young. Not, he's still young, but absolutely. But, I, but if he stopped right now, is he a Hall of Fame quarterback? Right now, oh, that's a good question. Right now, it's tough because he hasn't had, you know, we have to see when he's done, when he's 40 years old, where he places all-time, you know, passing yards, touchdowns, all this and that. Right now, it's it would be harder for him to get in. But if he keeps playing not even otherworldly football, just really good football for another seven, eight years, yeah, no-brainer. Russell Wilson, to me, is when it comes to the mobile quarterback in the game today. Mm. Arguably, is one of the most effective with less to where his mobility gives his team a chance to win, and he uses it. Yeah. I think when it comes down to how the pundits, if you will, choose to analyze that style of play, the question becomes, is he accurate enough? Can he win the bigger? Aaron Rodgers hadn't been able to do it. I'm sorry. He just hadn't been able to win the games. Matt Ryan and those guys. He's not mobile. We're talking mobile, but we're talking about wins now. I kind of jumped from mobile to talking. The guy wins more often than he loses mm-hmm. when it comes to Russell Wilson and what he's been able to do. And I think what he has in Denver, a fresh start, the people love him there. You see the charity work that he continues to do in that community. He's a good guy. I shouldn't have to bring up all of this. to say I shouldn't have to say he's a great guy for him to be in a conversation of a Hall of Famer. Nah. Yeah, we should have it because there's no one saying that about Rodgers. <laughs> no one's questioning at all, not even for half a second. So, you know, for me, when it comes down to Russell Wilson and the things that he's done over his career and the thing that he's going to continue to do, um, I think gives him the chance to get the money that he's gotten, could have gotten more to me at the end of the day. But why should you ask for more when this number is a phenomenal number? I mean, these are the numbers that we see um, many quarterbacks in the National Football League. Deshaun Watson, what was his numbers? I think it was like 230-something. or Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was, it's a crazy number, and we're not going to see him for the first 11 games of the season. And what has he done? This guy has never, never made it to a Super Bowl. So, you know, it, it, it becomes, you know, laughable and sometimes – blasphemous if you will when it comes down to how we choose to analyze who's worthy who's the great ones and who's not what's what's goat like what's not russell wilson single-handedly at times would take the team by storm and actually get it done maybe not always resulted into to wins or even a championship but he's playing great enough football not good enough but great enough football to put him in position to get this money I'm not questioning. I just want to see him go out and do it. I'm excited about the magic being able to happen. I just let me see. Who do we have coming? Who do they have this week? Just just as a Seattle, side baby. Part. It's it's the revenge. They game. have Seattle. Monday night. In football. Seattle. So now they become the 12th man. <laughs> they now become the 12th man because I think the fan base will still cheer this guy on and it's still going to root for him. That's just my opinion. Ooh, I think T- they, Tyler Lockett said that they should. Tyler Lockett said everyone should be cheering for us. If if they don't. 
That's a shame. They're going to lose every game this season. Seattle will if they don't cheer for Russell Wilson. Oh, you don't I'm believe put in Geno Smith? I'm going hey, to put the hex out there on them. Hey, I, all I'm saying oh, is Geno Smith has nothing to do with the relationship between Russell Wilson and that fan base. 100%. Nothing. I mean, this has nothing. Geno Smith is going to get it done. I'm not saying his numbers won't be good. Oh, I, I'm he's saying just, that. <laughs> he, it, it, he's just, he's just going to fall into the category of me putting it on him and put the jinx on to see how they don't cheer for him. So they have to cheer for Russell Wilson because he's well-deserving of that opportunity to get it. But I think they go to the playoffs this year, Denver Broncos. Ooh, they make right. it to the playoffs this year. All right. Well, we're going to get back to that Denver-Seattle game. It's probably going to be the last game we hit on. We're going to pick all 16 games this week. Cordell, we got to start, though, with the kickoff tonight. Bills, Rams, before we get into picking winners and all that, just, I mean, this game, you're looking at the consensus Super Bowl favorite this year, the Buffalo Bills, coming out to L.A., yep. taking on last year's Super Bowl champs, the L.A. Rams, man. Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. I couldn't be more excited for this matchup. What's the biggest thing that you're looking to see here in this game tonight? I want to see Von Miller. Ooh. I want to see the introduction to this guy. One, they're going back to L.A. where he just won the Super Bowl in. Okay, he was extremely good, especially in the postseason. Regular season, you didn't see him as much as you did in the postseason. Hmm. But here's a guy who, from my understanding, it was the Buffalo Bills when he was getting drafted that was really looking at it really hard. And now all of a sudden, now they have it. You know, they have him now all of a sudden. They were on the board to try to get Avon Miller, but the Broncos actually stood up with John Elway, and that ended up being his first pick of the draft when John Elliott actually was in the front office, he ended up being the one that uh, was the first pick for the Denver Broncos. And that was done by John Elway. So what I'm looking for, I just want to see Von Miller. I know we're going to get from Stephon, Stephon Diggs. I know we're going to get from him. I know we're going to get from Josh Allen. I know we're going to get with this coach Frazier, Leslie Frazier uh, defense that we know wherever he's going has been the top defenses in a, one of the top defenses in the national football league. And as you said, the number one total defense in the National Football League, number one pass defense also as well. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing what Von Miller adds to the, 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 the pot of gumbo, if you will. Is he the filet? <laughs> is he the filet? Or is he just a piece that they're adding into the gumbo? I think he's a filet that's going to help them as time goes on. He may not do it every single week, Joe, but to see what he can do and how he can create the problems I think for this offense, with Matthew Stafford at the helm, being nervous to know that this guy coming low off the edge can be a problem. I'm anxious to see how this thing looks tonight when it comes to Von Miller and that defense. And, you know, look, I mean, I I love this Rams team. I think they're going to have a lot of success. I think the NFC also is a little on the weaker side this year. So I think when you have teams like the Rams and the Bucks, who just seem to be head and shoulders above the rest, I think they're going to have a really good year. But one big question mark for this Rams offense, I know they got Stafford. I know they got Cooper Cup. But they lose their left tackle, Andrew Whitworth. He retired after the Super Bowl. They lose their left guard, Austin Corbett. He goes to Carolina. Now, all of a sudden, you got Von Miller coming not on the edge, but off the edge. And you got a left side of the line that I'm wondering who's protecting Stafford's blind side. So who do you think is going to be on that side of the line all day? Von Miller, man. He's going to be in that backfield. Like, 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 like we like to take the secondary players like a, like a Jalen Ramsey and follow the best receiver, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to tell Von Miller, follow the weakest tackle and guard. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's follow the weakest side of this offensive line and let's create havoc with Matthew Stafford, who we know can have some, you know, some James Brown type feet in the pocket and be <laughs> nervous and jittery when it comes to throwing a football. I'm telling you, 
Von Miller, for me, he's not going to be the end-all, be-all for this defense because they were already really good. Mm-hmm. But I think him being the piece to the puzzle as the Rams end up grabbing last season to get them over the hump of playing the teams like the Kansas City Chiefs, mm-hmm. the, the the Las Vegas Raiders, and also teams like the LA Rams and also the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think when it comes down to getting over the hump, of beating really good teams in a Super Bowl. I'm already putting them in. I need to see this Von Miller uh, uh, being able to play against teams like I just mentioned that can get past the AFC Championship game to also getting into a Super Bowl and winning. I think Von Miller becomes that contagious piece, like like Poison Ivy, right? You step in and everybody gets it. I think he becomes that contagious for that defense to where I think they play even better. Man, you love Von Miller. Who are you picking tonight? Are you going with the Bills? Do you think he's the X factor? You think the Bills go to LA and they take down the defending Super Bowl champs? I'm going to pick the Buffalo Bills. Oh, baby. In LA to get it done. Even though I know the road team in the first week has always had it the toughest, I think this, not all of them lost. There's a small percentage that has won the road team. I think they fall in that category of that small team because. I think they're going to control the line of scrimmage as defense will. Um, and I, I think, again, I think Von Miller is going to want to prove a point of, of and it wasn't a, it wasn't bad blood between Von Miller and the Rams. It wasn't, no, no. it wasn't, but still he's going to want to prove a point of why he's considered as one of the best. And that's secondary. Don't get it twisted now. You know, Cooper Cup's a bad man. He is. Cooper Cup's, he's a, arguably the best, if not one of the best in the game. MVP in last year's Super Bowl. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. Am I right? MVP in the last year's Super Bowl. He was he was the man. Yes, yes he I, was. I don't, I don't have that in front of me. I'll take your word. Yeah, I, for, I mean, he caught that touchdown. Yeah. He, Odell Beckham was on his way, and I He's think Cooper Cup game. ended up act, actually end up being the top receiver, let alone player in that Super Bowl. But I still give Buffalo the opportunity. Well, I'll tell you what, Cooper Cup, who was the MVP of last year's Super Bowl, you're right. I just confirmed that. He's the reason I'm picking the Rams in this game. And I agree with a lot of what you just said. I think Von Miller is the missing puzzle piece to that Buffalo defense. But Buffalo's missing a guy who in this game, I think against the best wide receiver in football against Cooper Cup would be crucial. And that's their best cornerback. That's Tredavious White, the all-pro cornerback. A part of that, a big part of the reason that they were the number one pass defense a year ago. He's injured. He's going to miss about the first month. And because of that, I don't trust... Buffalo's cornerbacks against Cooper Cup and not only him, Allen Robinson coming over to the Rams. The Bills are going to be lining up a rookie cornerback on Cooper Cup. And no disrespect, Kyrie Elam is talented as hell. I think he could have a long, great career in this league. But you put any rookie in his NFL debut on primetime, on the road against Cooper Cup, against the best receiver. He's got Vaughn Miller. He's got Vaughn Miller to, oh. to, to average that. I see, but here, you take away, but I give you something, you take something away. So you take away my, my pro bowler, but I give you an all-world player. So the question becomes, will Matthew Stafford be able to get the ball out of his hand? That's exactly That's it. what this is going to come down to. I'm saying will yes, you be able to get the ball no. out of his hand? Absolutely. I'm saying hell no, <laughs> because Von Miller is coming off the edge pretty freakish in the sense of making you understand you're about to deal with my dancing and all of the stuff that I like to do to let you know that I'm here to stay. You're not my teammate anymore. So I'm about to apply the pressure. I think Matthew Stafford goes back to the old Matthew Stafford, which was mm. in Detroit, when it comes down to Von Miller. When it comes to Von Miller, though, okay. Von Miller, Von Miller, Von Miller, 
Von Miller. Remember that name? I like it's a big it. name, by the way. Big name. <laughs> I like it. We got a little big disagreement. Name. We still got 15 games to go. Let's go around the schedule. Come on. Saints, Falcons, in your city, in Atlanta, who you got? You got the Falcons and the Saints? Yes, sir, in Atlanta. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and go with Jarvis Landry uh, and their quarterback in Jameis Winston. You know, on, on the defensive side of the football, you have Tyron Matthew. I think his energy alone, Jordan on the front, on the defensive line coming off the edge. Um, you know, Kamara coming out of the backfield. I just think, and, and, you know, I'm here in Atlanta, but I still bleed the black and gold. I'm from New Orleans. That's my hometown. Um, the Falcons, I think when you look at what Marcus Mariota is going to bring to the table, I know Pitt at tight, the tight end position is really good, mm-hmm. uh, but that's not enough. They'll be able to isolate that situation by putting someone, an athlete on top of that. Uh, you still got to get the ball, right? I just think overall, I think this Saints team is primed and ready to be able to come on the road here in Atlanta to be able to get sneak this win, get this win, and bring that thing back home to New Orleans in the second game and be able to sweep them. I think they're going to sweep them this year, baby. Yeah, I think I'm, the Saints I'm are going to sweep them. I'm with you, man. That defense is scary. They got Cam Jordan off the edge already, but you mentioned the addition yep. of Honey Badger back there in the secondary. It's a really scary defense. Jameis was having a great year before his injury struck a year yep. ago. So I'm mm-hmm. with you on the Saints. 49ers at the Chicago Bears. Trey Lance, yeah. Justin Fields, two first-round picks from a year ago. Who do you like in this one? I'm going with the 49ers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't think this is a game where we have to, you know, challenge Trey Lance in any, in any way, shape, form, or fashion in, in the sense of wondering if he's looking over his shoulder with Jimmy Garoppolo taking a pay cut, you know, to be there. Sometimes that can be a little uncomfortable. We've heard in reports that he was a little disgusted or a little uncomfortable, disgruntled, let's say, uh, when it comes down to it. But I don't think this Bears team is good enough. I think the 49ers wear him out. Yeah, Bears might be the worst team in the NFC this year. I love Justin Fields, man. Coming out of the draft a year ago, he was my favorite quarterback in that draft. Play. It's like, not his fault. It's not his no, fault. It's not. Go he's got no weapons. He's throwing to nobody. He's throwing fault. to you and me it's out there. I don't mean old it's you. Not I, his mean, fault. I mean current you. He's throwing Wait, to nobody. Yeah, you know, current me. My hamstrings are pretty tight as I see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, man. Look, you take the quarterbacks out of the equation. You look at the rest yeah. of their roster. 49ers have one of the best rosters in football outside of quarterbacks. That's right. The Bears have maybe the worst. So that's what it comes down to. How about your Pittsburgh Steelers going to Cincinnati? Big underdogs against the Cincinnati Bengals, man. Who you got winning that game? I tell you what, man. They got my Steelers, and I say my Steelers because now I'm on this side of the board. I got to pick one team in this game. But still, I think you should have got them down by six. I think the the, the writers or whoever, the gamblers or whoever they are, have them (laughs) – at winning only seven and a half games this year. This is one of more than seven and a half games uh, that they end up getting. I think this still is football team. I think they come out and they play inspired football in spite of Mitchell Trubisky and trying to figure out if this uh, uh, Pickett, uh, Kenny Pickett, uh, can actually come out and play at any point in time. I think this team and the Steelers have something to prove. I think this defense that's been pretty stout, secondary that's been pretty good. I think this offense that's going to come out with these young players on the outside kid coming from Georgia. We have Najee Harris coming out of the backfield. I like my Steelers. And even if I don't have a good enough reason, I'm liking my Steelers regardless. I'm thinking my Steelers get their first one on the road. One of many, more than the seven and a half. One of at least eight. Have, <laughs> at least one of the eight or nine. Um, I think they go on the road and get this team, this game against a very hot Bengals team. Um, that's coming off of a great run last year going to the Super Bowl and losing to the Rams, but I'm going with my Steelers. I like a lot of what you said. 
I love the Steelers to win more than seven and a half games. Lock it in. I absolutely love it. I think that this is a Steelers team that is going to cover. I think six and a half points is way too big of a separation between them and the Bengals. So if, if I'm betting the game, I'm taking them plus six and a half. And don't forget, this is a Steelers team that last year, week one, went and outright beat Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. The Bills were huge favorites week one last year. The Steelers beat them outright. Wouldn't shock me if they won, but I'm going to go with Joe Cool. I'm going to go with Jamar Chase. I'm going to go with the Bengals to win a tight one, 24-20 at home. Mike Tomlin, that's all I'll tell you. And and you're 1,000% right. I think he's the best coach right now. I mean, Bill Belichick all time. Right now, I think Mike Tomlin's the best coach in football. Eagles, Lions in Detroit. First sellout for Detroit since 2019. They are standing room only. Hard Knocks got the Lions fans excited. Dan Campbell's out there breaking kneecaps, biting kneecaps, doing whatever. Who you got, Eagles, Lions? I tell you what, it's sold out. I saw that, as you alluded to a second, it's sold out. The Lions and the Eagles, the Eagles and the Lions are sold out in Detroit. Motor City believes in Dan Campbell, baby. MCDC. I'm going Hurts. I'm going to Eagles. Just playing it. I'm just going Eagles. I mean, I just think what they have on offense is pretty explosive. They just added a receiver uh, to the fold. I just like, I want to see Jalen Hurts. I want to see him actually go. I'm rooting for him mm-hmm. to be able to have a really good year this year, um, to be able to get him a new contract. I know some are questioning him, but he fits the mold of that city, right? right? Most quarterbacks that come into that city have tough, tough skin, going all the way back to Randall Cunningham. In order to play in that city, the, the, the Donovan McNabbs, uh, you have to be able to have tough skin. And I think he fits the identity. I think he fits the mentality of the land of brotherly love, and that's in Philadelphia. I'm going with the guy in Hurts. I'm going, I'm going with Jane Hurts and going out and getting it done. I like my Eagles over the Lions. I'm with you. I think it's going to be a good game, but I just, you know, these two teams played a year ago, and albeit they're different teams than they were a year ago, the Lions got better. I think the Eagles got a lot better, too, and the Eagles beat them like 44-6 last year. All day, all day. Defense. I love what they did on defense. They took my guy, James Bradbury. He was the best cornerback on the Giants. Giants had to cut him because Dave Gettleman gave us the worst cap situation in the league, and now he's on the Eagles. I think they have a good defense. I think they win the NFC East this year. So I'm with you on Ooh, that. Over the, over the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I oh, got we'll nothing for the that. Dallas Ooh. Cowboys. We're going to get oh, to them. Goodness. New England Patriots, Miami good. Dolphins. The game is in Miami. Who you got? The New England Patriots always have a hard time playing against Miami down in Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think when it comes down to Kareem Hunt and what he'll be able to do for us being a, a deep threat, um, I, think, I think Tua gives – I think the fan base a little bit more than what's been reported when it comes to being able to throw in the deep ball. I don't think he had anyone to throw the ball deep to, to respect, to get it out anyway, in my opinion, honestly. Um, I think this becomes a very good football game. Um, I know when it comes to Bill Belichick and Matt Jones and, and getting him prepared, I think this is going to be a quarterback battle type game. I think it's going to come down to which quarterback, matter of fact, Alabama alums. Let's look at this. This is the battle of the tide, baby. I think Matt Jones and Tua go at it. I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins at home um, with the ability of basically going deep and being able to beat those secondary players in, 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 in New England and getting it done. I don't think Matt Jones can actually get out his hand quick enough to make it happen. I'm going with the Dolphins. I'm with you. New England really struggles in Miami. Look, I'll be honest, Cordell, I don't believe in either 
of these quarterbacks. I think you put a better quarterback on the Dolphins and they can compete with anyone in the AFC. I don't trust Tua, yep. but when you got Tyreek Hill, you just got to get it to him, baby. And you got Jalen Waddle, who I think Mike McDaniels is going to use like Debo Samuel in this Dolphins yep. offense. You got weapons there. I don't trust Mac Jones as far as I could throw him. So I'm with you. Give me the Dolphins. Dolphins. Jaguars and the newly named Washington Commanders taking them to DC. Carson Wentz. He's got PTSD from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Knocked him and the Colts out of the playoffs last year. I don't know, man. I, I don't. I don't really like either of these teams. Just for the hell of it, I'm going to go with the Jaguars to pull off the upset. What do you think, Cordell? I'm going for the team that's playing at home. Okay. I'm going with the Commanders. I mean, just playing it simple. I like. I like Carson Wentz. Uh, I, I think he has. He's real jittery. Uh, what he does, um, but you know. Don't care too much about neither one of these teams, but we got to pick it. I'm going with the home team. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. Here's a game I care about. Cleveland Browns headed down to uh, to Carolina, taking on the Panthers. Yeah. Baker Mayfield revenge game. Cordell, who you like? He said he's going to go down there and F him up. You know, I try not to cuss too much, but he said it. He said he's going to F him up. I'll let you cuss, but I don't like to do it too much. <laughs> but God dang it, I tell you what, bro. When you think of Chubbs and this running, this running, this, what is it? Um, the other, Akeem? Kareem Hunt. The Kareem Hunt. There it is. Kareem Hunt. There it is. For me, when it comes to the running game, when Jacoby Brissett actually going to actually be at the helm, they're not going to ask him to do much. Mm-hmm. They're not going to ask him to do much. All they're going to ask him to do is actually go out and do, do an adequate enough job to keep the drive alive to win the games. That's what it did with Baker Mayfield. You know, so I think sometimes – he actually digressed sometimes in the game when he tried to do too much when he was with the Cleveland Browns. I don't think you'll be able to ask that too much of a Jacoby Brissett. So I think he's going to do a good enough job to hit the checks down, check downs and allow this running game to get them going. Uh, I think when you look at what they have on the, in the, in the defense, on the defensive side of the ball, I think they have one of the better overall defenses in the National Football League. They're in the upper half of the defenses in the National Football League when it comes to um, – to what they can do, you got Garrett at the, coming off the edge to create problems. I don't think this team and the Carolina Panthers were trying to not trying to make myself sound like I know every single thing under the sun about either of these football teams. But what I do know, that team that plays in the AFC North plays some really physical football. When I watched them play against the Steelers, the Jazz, the, the Ravens, as well as the Cincinnati Bengals, I'm going with the Cleveland Browns and what they can do as a team in comparison to what we're trying to figure out what Baker make a field to. I'm going with the storyline. I'm going with the Panthers, baby. I think Baker gets his revenge. I think it's a close game. I think it's a close game. But, you know, you talk about that great run game Carolina has, uh, or Cleveland has, rather, excuse me. Carolina's got Christian McCaffrey back. And they've got just as good a run game. Maybe not the dual-headed element of it, but they've got one of the best running backs when he's healthy in the National Football League, and they have a better quarterback. I'm going to go with Carolina at home in this one. So, yeah. So you're taking the, the feelings and the emotions of a Baker Mayfield in a revenge game. What about the emotions of the Cleveland Browns, dude? They were, they were ready to get rid of the dude. Like, think about it for half a second. They didn't want him there no but that's longer. Management. They got that, rid of him. That's not the team. That's management. But even the team was sick of his antics. Think about the antics that he had. I don't know, had. man. I, I don't know. From what I've heard, Baker Mayfield, even though, you know, look, he, he can be a lot. And I, I'm not the biggest Baker Mayfield fan. I know I sound like it right now. I don't love Baker Mayfield all that much because of his antics. You sound like you do. But this is a guy who still at the end of the day last year went out there and gave that team his all when he was injured and probably shouldn't have been playing as much as he did a year ago. I, I think agree. that's a pretty I good do, team. I, do that. I think that's a pretty good that. teammate. 
I give you that. I, oh. I think he's a pretty good teammate, but he's still going to tear his ass up. And, and, let's just call it what it is. And Brissett's going to have to throw the ball wide. sooner or later. He's going to have to throw the ball sooner or later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But after, his, after Amari but his, Cooper, who the hell is he throwing to? After Amari Cooper, Cooper out of the game, he's got no one. But they had no one last year either. When when ODB, when Odell Beckham, you had Jarvis Landry that was it there. He was, he Austin was, Hooper at tight end. They had, they had some of that stuff. But but they still have pieces on the outside that I think can create a game plan around the running game that can allow them to run it down the throat to this Carolina Panthers team to force it to beat Baker Mayfield to get it done, to prove why they let him go. Christian McCaffrey, is is he can't do it by himself. That's why he was injured most of all last season he's because he can't good. do it by himself but he's pretty good when he's healthy and it's right? week he, one and he just had the whole offseason off yeah but he, you know he, he 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 he's gonna have a problem with baker mayfield getting it i've watched their practices when i watch the nfl network baker mayfield's not hitting when he's open at practice in camp okay it's not hitting him when he's open so baker mayfield's gonna want to do it so much by himself i think the deep there's 11 against one okay let's go 11 against two <laughs> All right. There's 11 against two. You're taking the Carolina Panthers. I take the Cleveland Browns, a team that I normally don't pick. <laughs> but in this instance, and I love Baker Mayfield because he made that team relevant. Don't get mm -hmm. it twisted now. He's a team that he's a player that got him to the postseason. The first time in a very, very long time in 2020, he got him to the postseason. But I think the luck runs dry right here when it comes to the Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield because he's no longer there. I think Cleveland gets it's going to be a fun one. We'll see. We've got another uh, revenge game on the schedule. Joe Flacco starting for the Jets, taking on the Baltimore <laughs> Ravens. Come on, dude. Uh, Ravens. Do we, are we really going to break down? Are we going to break something down here? Let's let me, go Ravens. Let, let me Plain just write, write us in for the Ravens, and we can move it on. Uh, actually, another one we could probably move it on from, Colts, Texans. I mean, <laughs> Well, I mean, I want to see Matt Ryan. You know, okay. I want to. I want to see. I want to see Matt Ryan. Okay. I want to see Frank Wright and what he does with with Matt Ryan in this system and that in that division. I think this is a team that serves him well when it comes to being able to throw the ball in that division. They got the Titans coming down the road. That's not who they're playing today, mm -hmm. but I think this becomes a division for Matt Ryan. In my opinion, I'm happy for the guy. I think he's did a tremendous amount of work here with the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, unfortunately for him, uh, he didn't get a chance to get a Super Bowl. Who does? But I think the work that he put in is respectable enough to allow me to say against this Houston Texans team, I think they come out victorious because of Matt Ryan and company. I think that defense was pretty good last year. I think the offense was okay, you know, um, with Carson Wentz being there, getting hurt, playing. I mean, it just wasn't the right fit. I think Matt Ryan comes in and make the right fit for this team. And we're going to find out how good he really is when it comes to being in a system that we know with Frank Wright, when what he does, what he did in Philly, um, and, and, and now what he's going to have an opportunity to do now with this system, I think Matt Ryan's going to have some success. I'll just go out on the limb to say they're going to win the game. I'm not going to predict anything else after that. Last year, they beat the Texans, played them twice, with Carson Wentz as quarterback. They beat them 31-3 and 31-0. I think yeah. Matt Ryan's an okay. upgrade from Carson Wentz. I think, like you said, the defense is great. Jonathan Taylor was the best running back in the world last year. I'm, I'm with the Colts big in this one. Uh, Colts. My Giants. You mentioned the Titans a minute ago. My Giants headed to Nashville, taking on the Tennessee Titans. Who are you liking this one? I'm going with the Tennessee Titans. I think that running game, I think Mike Vrabel dials up a great defense, causes enamored and inept offense with the Giants uh, to come in and really not play well. So I'm going with the Titans at home. 
you know, remember the Titans is going to be this type of a game this weekend. I think they're going to beat them pretty good. Titans just took a huge blow. They lost Harold Landry, their best pass rusher on defense. I think you're right. Come on, right. dude. It's I okay. I think you're right. Oh, come on. But it's I'm going right. to pick the Giants because no defensive coordinator has taken Derrick Henry out of games better than Wink Martindale when he was with the Baltimore Ravens. He's now the Giants defensive coordinator. That was the Baltimore Ravens. That was the Baltimore Ravens. That was arguably the most bullying-type defense when you the, the Baltimore Ravens defense for years have been considered as but bold. this is after the Ed Reed Ray Lewis this is recent years I'm still talking. but still but even still they still considered as bullies yeah the Giants defense don't have a bully on it I'm gonna say Wink Martin oh that D-line Dexter Lawrence Leonard Williams the, those guys they can stuff the run I'm gonna say Wink Martindale scheme something up the Giants pull this one off okay I'm, I'm gonna do I'm gonna it I, ble- I bleed blue man I'm gonna do it uh, I'm going I'm going Titans I'm going Titans 17. 17- 10 Titans. Okay. Okay. And I'll right go Gi- and I'll go Sorry. Giants. I'll go Giants 2017. I like that 17 number for Tennessee. I'm okay. gonna go Giants get 17, 20. 10. I don't know where they're gonna get 20 from with Daniel Jones, but I'm gonna say they get 20. Let's go, baby. Green Bay Packers, Minnesota Vikings. A lot of people uh-huh. saying the Vikings could unseat Rodgers because he lost Devontae, doesn't have a lot of receivers. Who you like in this one? And Aaron Rodgers is considered as the greatest quarterback in the history of the game. I'm going with Aaron Rodgers. And his team. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm applying the pressure. I'm putting my foot on the gas. He's got the biggest contract in the National Football League. He's been given so many passes when it comes down to what he doesn't have. With many pundits saying that he's playing with less and he's doing more with less. I'm saying this is the time where he needs to step up and get it done this year. And I think they started in their division by playing against this team in week one, the mm-hmm. Minnesota Vikings. He wins this game. I'm going with Aaron Rodgers. I'm giving – I'm rocking with it, baby. It's a, hell of a, it's a hell of a week one test. He struggled at time with the Vikings. Uh, I'm going to go with him too. I'm going to say, you know what, if, if, if you're going to prove that it was you and not Devontae, go with me this game on the road at Minnesota. Tough place to play. I love this game. Chiefs, Cardinals in Arizona. Mahomes, Murray. I can't wait for this matchup. I think it's going to be a shootout, slugfest, score fest. I love it. Who you got? Yeah, I tell you what, man, uh, when it comes down to it, yeah, we got Juju Schuster over there with Kansas City Chiefs to help out Patrick Mahomey. Um, they lost Tyron Matthew, who we saw him kind of dwelling out a little bit after their Super Bowl. They kind of, he's kind of had been as productive. Uh, I, I, I just think this team with the money that they gave Kyler Murray, and it's not about the money. I know Primetime had a song talking about it must be the money, but we're not saying it is the money. I'm just going to say Vance Joseph and that defense that's been playing some very good football. I think offensively, I think they come out with Kyler Murray proving a point of why he's been considered as one of the higher paid players in the game. And I'm putting on the quarterback in the sense. Um, I think they at home get this win over a high flying offense of the Kansas City Chiefs. I think Vance Joseph and his defense prove a point of why they're really good and they get the win at home with Kyler Murray at the ham at the helm, looking like a Nintendo athlete, like the Nintendo game. He just runs over everybody. He just gets it done. I like Kyler Murray and the, I like uh, my Kyler Murray and the, uh, uh, the, uh, the, what is the Cardinals? I'm sorry. I'm about to say the Cardinals. You Cardinals. shocked me, man. You shocked. I thought for sure. I mean, the way I've heard you the last couple of weeks talk about Mahomie and how much you love Later. Him. Down the world. This is week one. I agree. I agree with you. 
I'm going with the Cardinals, man. Last year, they were underdogs six times. They won all six games when they were underdogs a year ago. I'm going with Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Even with DeAndre Hopkins suspended, he's got Hollywood Brown. We talk about Carr and Devontae Adams when they were in college, the chemistry they Mm -hmm. had. Kyler and Hollywood were both All-Americans at Oklahoma. I love his weapons. I love the Cardinals in this one. I'm going to go with them as dogs. All right, how about a team you mentioned a couple times already? The Raiders taking on the Chargers. Little AFC West battle. Who you got? I'm going with the Raiders. I think they have a firepower on the offense that, that's really good. Derek Carr has really been playing some good football throughout his time there with the Raiders. I think now having Devontae Adams as his piece to the puzzle to play some really good football. And defense is not, it's not bad at all. Defense is really solid. Josh McDaniels, I'm ready to see what he's going to dial up uh, for this football team. I don't believe in Herbert too much on the other side. I know a lot of people are high on him. They got him in the top 10 as one of the best quarterbacks in the game. They don't have Lamar Jackson in. So I'm being a little biased and hating a little bit right now. Uh, so I'm going with the Las Vegas Raiders. I think they got a lot of a lot of energy. Got a new president in town. Got a new head coach. Got a new wide receiver. I think the energy being at home in that in that type of a, in that type of environment. I'm going with the Raiders. Well, it's, I, I will say it's in LA. Is that the Chargers? It's in LA. Yes. Excuse my rudeness. Oh, okay. Still, I'm still I going Raiders. Even <laughs> still, even still, I'm going Raiders because I'm with you. That game is played in LA, right? Yeah, and right? the Chargers the don't is, have much of a home field. They don't have much of a home field, so I think the Raiders crowd still is in LA mm-hmm. because they were the LA Raiders for some time. So I think even though that fan base that travels from LA to go to Las Vegas, Las Vegas to support the Raiders is now having those fans at home that are still fans of them. They're going to, you're going to see more Raiders fans in that stadium. I guarantee you yeah. that you're going to see the Chargers. Guarantee I agree, man. It's, it's just like when the 49ers play the Rams and there's more 49er fans there, you know, it's, yes. uh, it's yes. they're going to travel. I agree, man. I think Devante, his first game, he's going to be juiced up first game back with Derek Carr, the Fresno state guys. Now they're down in LA together. I think it's going to be a great game. I'm going with the Raiders to Sunday night yep. football. We got two more games to pick. Tom Brady and the Bucks in Jerry's world taking on the Cowboys. Ooh, O-line is pretty decrepit from what we understand as far as health is concerned uh, mm-hmm. with the Buccaneers. Uh, I know we have Julio Jones um, with the team and Tom Brady's back. He doesn't have Gronkowski, who's that big piece in the red zone that, that really made this, the red zone really easy for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, but you have the Cowboys. I think they're all dialed up to be able to come out. Dak Prescott, uh, he's in his element. He's got some big money in his pocket. The receiving core, I think this defense, I think overall, I think this is time for the Cowboys to make a statement. This will be a statement game. Tom Brady versus Dak Prescott. I know on paper everybody's going to say Tom Brady, but from a team standpoint, I'm going with Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. I think the true America's team stands up, and I think they get it done. Correct me if I'm wrong. They're playing at home. This are, is going to be an 8-20 game. This is an 8-20 game on Sunday night. This is the game that we're going to all love to watch. And I think as far as ratings are concerned, it's Sunday night and Monday night games. Sunday night's been pretty much high when it came to ratings. Oh, Everyone's yeah. going to have a chance to see Dak Prescott be able to put Tom Brady and his team kind of on a back burner for a half a second and make it about the Cowboys. I think Jerry Jerry's world gets it done. I could not disagree with you anymore. 
Tell this boy I'm doing good. The Dallas <laughs> yes. Cowboys. Hey, you know what? Like this is good. We just agreed on like three straight games. We we, we got to disagree a little bit because the Dallas Cowboys. Come on, man. They may be at home. Last year they were eight and one on the road. They were just five and three at home. Give it to me. The Dallas Cowboys. They don't stand up in Jerry's world. The Dallas Cowboys. You call them America's team. They haven't been America's team in two decades. They haven't been America's. Well, it's going to start now. It's going to start was born. now. Nah, 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 man. Look, Tom Brady is going to go there in prime time, and he's going to do bad things to this Dallas defense that last year, I know they had all the turnovers. Those okay. turnovers aren't going to bail them out this year. They had a freakish amount of turnovers last year, but they gave up a ton of yards. If they give up that many yards again this year, they're not going to get bailed out like they did a year ago. Tom Brady, the Bucks, they're going to go there. They're going to win opening Why? night. Why are people so disrespectful to Dak Prescott? Why did Dak Prescott did not get any love? I love Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott doesn't have a lot of weapons. Michael Gallup's injured. Amari Cooper's a Cleveland Brown. He's got C.D. Lamb, and then who the hell is he throwing to after C.D. Lamb? Tom Brady has Mike Evans. Tom Brady has Chris Godwin. Julio Jones has to be like a third or fourth wideout. Russell Gage, the wide receiver coming over from Atlanta. Tom Brady's got weapons. Dak Prescott does not. And just like Tampa Bay, Dallas lost some offensive linemen as well. Connor Williams. Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott is comes out and have a statement game this year. He knows what's behind him when it comes down to backs. He's afraid. He has to prove a point. I think Ezekiel Elliott has a breakout game. This guy. I don't know, man. I got some butter. I got some jelly. I'm ready to put it on Zeke. He's toast. He's peanut toast. butter. No jam is what you're saying. <laughs> he is toast, man. We got one more game. Monday night. We started the show with Russ. Let's end the show with Russ. Is Russ going to cook in his return to Seattle? And I think the more appropriate question, how much does Denver win by? Because I know you ain't picking Seattle. I ain't a chance in hell if I'm picking Seattle. I, I tell you what, man. You know, Russell Wilson, with what he's been able to do and, 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 and what he's done over his career, I think follows him into Denver. Uh, I think Jerry Judy, it becomes his, his target. Uh, I think this defense – is, is really stout and strong. I don't think Seattle truly has enough. Uh, like you asked the question, how much by, you know, I'll go out and say 27-13. Uh, I'll go 27-13 Broncos win this game. Ooh, okay. I think Dangerous, you know, goes out and, and he proves the point of why he's considered one of the best quarterbacks to play the game. I think he's our top player in this era right now mm-hmm. in the game. Um, he has $1 million less than what we see Aaron Rodgers getting per year, which is $50 million a year for Aaron Rodgers and 49 for Russell Wilson, 165 guaranteed. He knows what this is about. He wants to play for 10 to 12 years. The game is created for him to have that chance, even though he's as mobile as he is. It gives him that option to do that because all of the rules that are in play, um, I'm going with the Broncos. I'm going with the, what do they call it? Dunkies? I mean, I'm going with the horses. I'm going with, you know, I'm, I'm, going, with the, I'm going with the Broncos. Playing, Let's ride, Bronco Nation. Let's yes, ride. Hey, Bronco Nation. Let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> I'm with you, man. I'm with you. You know, it's funny. You said 27-13. I wrote down my score before I wrote down yours. I wrote down 24-13. I'm with you. We're on my the guy. same page. You said it all. Great minds think alike. Slash, yep. that does it for episode five, baby. Football's back, man. I could not be Let's more go. excited. I could not be. Are more you excited. ready to rumble? <laughs> Let's, go, baby. Let's do it. That's it for episode five of On the Edge with Slash and for Slash. I'm Joe Serralo. We'll see y'all next week. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.